Episode 248. I'm Andrew, and I'm here at Britain's best restaurant, the Queen's Giblets. Sitting across from me is my lovely date. She's about to tuck into her appetizer, which is a deconstructed aspic of jellied eel pussies. It's Lucy. Ooh, very retro. I like it. Mm. <laughs> I like it when they deconstruct things. It's very sexy. Can't... There's nothing sexier than eating aspic. <laughs> that was one of the things I was thinking to myself recently. That one hasn't really come back around, has it? Not quite. Has it? No. We sort of worked it only out. Only as a joke, I mm. think. Yeah. Hey, hey, you, shut up and get away from my table. You'll come back when I call you over later in this introduction. <laughs> over in the open kitchen, I can see one of the world-class, incredibly sweaty chefs as he takes a wafer-thin cut of the finest, freshest Atlantic salmon caught fresh and purchased this morning from Billingsgate Fish Market. And now he's rolling it around in a big tub of Keen's curry powder. Theo, what do you call that dish you're making? Oh, it's the sailor's misery. <laughs> <laughs> Only cost 30p, though. Where are you from? <laughs> oh, I'm, fr- I'm from England. <laughs> Somewhere around Dovershire. God. Ah, we we copped it for the New Zealand accents last week, but jeez. Molto bene on the uh, eel pussy. <laughs> and finally, here comes our dessert. Only the best for my gorgeous date. That's right. I've ordered the extra large punch bowl of custard for two. <laughs> Struggling under the weight of the enormous bowl is our waiter, Ben. Ben, how's the custard this evening? It's very thick. <laughs> I wish we didn't come to this restaurant in Dovershire. <laughs> I I was looking at reviews and it's 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 a six-star Michelin restaurant. Like, they're British Michelin stars, so it's not quite the same, mm. you know? Mm. It's kind of... They've got a bit of a curve on their grading system. Uh, you need to, I guess, like... If you don't get food poisoning from the restaurant, that's three of the stars. Mm. Yeah. So, it's like... I'm, I'm guessing that it is impossible to get, um, like, non-European food that is also good in... In England, or is it like if you've got a like a um, Indian um, place around the corner, is that like the Holy Grail or something? Because it's the only edible food in North Dovershire. Probably. Like, do hey. they? Oh, because they fucked up. They fucked up curry, right? They gave us well, butter chicken. They um, no, uh, butter chicken was invented in India in the seventies. So uh, they gave us wow. Uh, the chicken tikka masala, I believe. Oh, I actually quite like chicken tikka masala. Is, no, obviously, nice. there, there are a few British-originated mm. curries that are quite nice. Putting it uh, on chips. But it Genius. is a shame that they came to us through, uh, you know, um, colonialism. But chicken tikka masala. Pretty mm. good. Pretty good. <laughs> you can just get that sauce and just, like, dab it on some chicken and put it in, put it in an oven or something if you're short of time. We've been getting um we've been getting Indian from a, a a local place that we hadn't got stuff before got stuff from before and we got a butter chicken from there and and uh, me and wife of the show my wife Elena both went oh my god because like a little while ago I was watching videos of somebody making butter chicken and then they got to a point where they were like now I'm going to put a kilo of butter in and I was like oh for real. That's yeah. why they call it butter chicken. Mm. Um, it's in the and name. yeah, and having having this 
uh, butter chicken from this particular restaurant, I was like, oh, I think this is the first time I've ever had it from a place that is making it, like, in the legit, incredibly rich style. Where'd you get it from? Uh, <laughs> the one in the city? No, a place around the corner, mm. uh, in our neighborhood. I want to say. Mm. Well, what's your address? And the listeners can kind yeah. of work yeah, it they out. Can, yeah, they we can don't need to give it like if a. You don't remember the thing right idea. now. We're going to do a fun. We're going to do a fun little um like uh, AR game. Where yeah, Andrew's residence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, perusing the menu at this restaurant makes me want to peruse the menu at other restaurants. <laughs> I'm always saying this when I'm out of dinner. Oh, yeah. When I, I'm like, I'm always like, I wish I was reading a different menu. <laughs> oh, this menu looks so good. I could read another completely different one. Let's leave. <laughs> I, yeah, I sit down at the restaurant, read the menu and say, thank you. And then I go, having got everything that I wanted. Folks. Hey, before you carry on with your segue. Yes. Can I just say, uh, people of the generation above us love looking at a menu in advance before the they go to a restaurant. What the with that? Yeah. I love doing that. So oh, have I, you I ever looked at the restaurant? No, yeah. we're going to be there in like half but an hour. I, but nah. what if I don't like anything there it. and I want to stay at home instead and play Sekiro? Mm. Hold on, I got to work it out. I got to mm. work out what's I'm going to what I'm what I'm preparing for. Even the vibe of it. So, Lucy, are you are you saying that you're a? Oh, I'm an advanced going... menu reader. They put down that menu at the restaurant <laughs> and I say, "Fuck off, take it <laughs> back." It. I don't need it. Know what I want. I went to a breakfast place once and I hadn't like. Taken the time to look up the mirror, uh, the the menu beforehand, and I got it. And I panicked, um, and, <laughs> and I and I ordered um, eggs Benedict. Right, very safe. Love some mm-hmm. eggs Benedict, fried ham. It came out on a fucking bed. Like, so you got your bread, your sourdough, off mm-hmm. to a good start, and then a bed of sweet potato mash. Oh no! no. And I was fucked Hold up. On. I was so mad. There's little in this world that I hate more than sweet potato. Yeah. Uh, the only thing you hate more is oh, actually, I might need a few more minutes with the menu. Saying that is the only thing you hate more. Than, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, absolutely. So, well, I looked at my options and I kind of fumbled a bit and I ordered this this thing and I was I was very mad. And if I'd have studied the menu beforehand in my own time at my own that pace, problem. I wouldn't have had this problem. I'm just That's saying, right. insane behavior. Huh. Um, I can't I'm believe like... we're evenly split on this. This is. I thought that was going to be a a, a universal. Yeah. I just enjoy it. I like getting excited about the restaurant I'm going to later. I like to go, I'm going to order that later. I I understand. I guess I understand it from that point of view of like, I am excited about going to a place. But also for me, part of going to a restaurant is getting there and going, time to find out what this restaurant has. Yeah. And also, what does the waiter think? What are you feeling? What do you 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 think is the best one? What would you recommend? (sighs) (laughs) Just... Big sigh. Big sigh. He's probably wishing that he could read a different menu there for it once. Is. You, oh, know? Good. you know, back on the horse. Folks, it's time for our brand new segment. Menus back on the menu. <laughs> the flight menu back on the menu, boys. <laughs> How did you do it? How did you do it? <laughs> menu. I knew what it was. <laughs> I thought it'd be that, but it sounded so much better hearing it. So, oh boy! So, <laughs> so um, so I was like, "What's going to be a good menu?" And I immediately started trying to find like novelty restaurants in England. Okay. I right? 
I have legitimately oh. spent the last three weeks trying to find funny menus for this segment, and I had no luck whatsoever. So I'm glad you're better at this than I am. So, so what what I think is the issue, right? Is that like I was looking for novelty and unendorsed non-search engine of the show Google has uh, interpreted this as like quirky. Mm. And so really, yeah, yeah. So really, they're just they're like giving giving you like an upscale restaurant with an unusual characteristic, and that's not what I want. I don't. I'm not looking for a menu with good food on it, you know. And so browsing some of these entries for London nightlife, I came across something listed as a restaurant, and I will dispute that in this segment. (laughs) It's called Bolly Bollison. It's Hi. in Sh- Shoreditch. <laughs> Shoreditch is kind of like a cool place, right? Possibly. That's and the- that name once more. Bolly Ballison. Bolly Ballison. So, here's a, uh, here's a listing on designmynight.com. <clears throat> oh, I see where we're headed. All right. It's a giant ball pit. Yep. Need I say more? Yep. Yes. Um, probably. Yeah, tell me why the fuck I would want that. Do I get to take, like, a hot dog in there? <laughs> Just covered in mustard? Yes, Bolly Bolison is the place giving big kids the night of their lives. If you so dream is... of diving into a pool of plastic balls, then head over to one of the most quirky restaurants in London. I don't think restaurant is an apt. So this is for thing. adults, a ball pit for adults. They'll be serving up tasty pizzas and nostalgia-inspired cocktails to take you right back to those play days. The oh, children at heart. Go on. Yeah, you remember those cocktails you had as a six-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I mean, that will also come to make sense at a point. Uh, so, really, this isn't so much a restaurant as a nightclub that has a very large ball pit in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they serve pizzas and cocktails. And looking at the reviews, it's very difficult to figure out how ordering a pizza works. So you're in the ball pit. Well, there is a big ball pit and you're not allowed to take drinks in there. Okay. And you're not allowed to take food in there. Right. And security monitors you very angrily while you're in the ball pit. Sounds Why am I going in the ball pit then? If you would like to pay... All my food and drinks are outside of it. If you would like to pay £40 per person... You can have uh, a booth seat, and they will bring you pizzas, right? You can't order the pizzas? Someone just comes out every now and then with some pizzas and says, Want any of these? All right. Okay. And there were also reviews from people who were like, I went there, but I didn't have a table or a seat, because you have to, like, reserve those and pay for them. And then uh, I said, hey, can I order a pizza to one of the servers? And they said, they just kind of come out and walked off. (laughs) Uh, So that seems to be a very confusing deal, right? But here's Mm. here's the names of some of the pizzas on the menu. Uh, Thank you, comma, cheese. That is tomato and mozzarella. Not quite sure what, like... Yeah, what are we playing off? Are we, thank you. Are we thank you next? Uh, that oh, was kind of what I... Th- that doesn't, well, oh. doesn't rhyme with cheese. No? No, no, no. But, but keep that in mind, though, Lucy, because mm. it's written, thank you, letter U, comma, Like Ariana cheese. Grande. Yeah, so 
That's the only interpretation I can get to, because no one in the world says, thank you, please. Mm. You know? Next up, we have Easy Peasy No Cheesy, which is a pizza with tomato sauce and garlic aioli on it. But no peas. Nope. Peeless. (laughs) (laughs) Pizza My Heart, which has tomato, mozzarella, red and yellow peppers, courgette and caramelized onion. So far, these are all ten pounds each. That's like forty dollars. That's about five hundred seventy dollars. But they're ten pounds each. But you can't order them. No, I don't know how you pay for them. (laughs) I don't understand at all. Well, they just come out, and then you pay for them. You you still pay for them? Oh, you don't get any pizza you haven't paid for. But but (laughs) it seems like you can't you can't place an order with the waitresses, and I also assume. I also mm, was well, not, not from the sounds of the reviews. <laughs> okay. From the sounds of the reviews, uh, security is a bunch of uh, very aggressive dudes who spend most of the night trying to finger bang the staff. Oh. So, all right. In the book. <clears throat> well, His... no, I think in the vagina. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I. That's what I call it. What is a vagina if not a ball pit? <laughs> I don't. Okay. Well, if right, you're so, brave so enough, Lucy, anything can be a ball pit. I don't know. <laughs> so, Lucy, yeah? given, given that you have suggested that th- Thank You Cheese is possibly a very inept play on Thank You Next, mm. I think that this following pizza item uh, really supports that theory. This one is named Truffle Like It's Hot. <laughs> <laughs> That's barely there. Truffle like it's hot. It's not um, in the ballpark, but it is kind of in the parking lot next to the ballpark. What about truffle like some hogs because of truffle hogs? And then possibly there's a pun there. This is, of course, a reference, a uh, very mm. topical and timely reference to the 2004 Snoop Dogg song, Drop It Drop Like, it it's, like hot. it's Hot. But it was it's released truffle. 35 years ago today. Yep. <laughs> uh,. So on that one, you get tomato, mozzarella, emmental, scamorza, parmesan, truffle, and honey. And that's 11 pounds, which I think is $900 Australian. Mm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so they do seem like pretty, uh, pretty basic pizzas. But the other appealing part of the menu is the cocktails. Mm. They say, hey, we've got great cocktails. And what are they called? Well, this one's called Dibby Dabison. No, I get it. I I don't like a like a dab. Dibby like Dabison. dabbing. Lucy just actually dabbed just for dab. reference. Yep, I was just like so cool. Some British nonce. <laughs> now <laughs> that a everyone podcast, watched in the nineties. No podcast is an audio medium. Nightclub nonce dabbing. So a a Dibby Dabison contains strawberry gin. Cranberry and a dip dab lollipop. Oh, dip oh. dabs! Is that the little foot that you dip in stuff? Excuse me. <laughs> the, little, the little foot that you dip in stuff. Oh, dip dip dab. Uh, no, it's no? not a. It's not a foot. It's okay. It, why would it be a foot? I'm <laughs> no, I think I kind of know. I, I'm, What's it I'm, called? I'm conjuring foot. a vision of what you're talking about here. Foot Lisa. lollipop. Oh, so what this looks like is uh, another one of these horrible oh. British treats. So it's 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 basically a lollipop 
in a packet of Whiz Fizz. So you get a okay. lollipop and right. then you get to dip it in back into your Whiz yeah. Fizz. Yeah, but so... Or sherbet. What's the like. what's the what's the legal drinking age in the UK? Is it eighteen? Eighteen. It's eighteen. So I'm eighteen years or older here. Mm. And in real life. Yeah. Mm. Lollipops are no longer for me. Well, perhaps you shouldn't visit. Uh, All right. Bolly Ballison. Because How much does this cost, Andrew? That is ten pounds. Oh my god! So not cheap. Seventeen thousand Australian dollars. Somehow more expensive than your average cocktail. So a drink for children. Which is already way too way too expensive. You could also get yourself a hubba hubba bubba for ten. Oh, sorry, ten. Is that a no? That's a pound symbol. It's not a euro. Now this one I know. A hubba hubba bubba, which is tequila, lime, and bubble gum. Yeah. They don't Yuck. clarify if it's some like type it's of bubblegum flavoring or if they're it's just gotta be, chucking a piece. Got to be bubblegum syrup, surely. You would think so. They do have a section of the menu which says classics with a twist. You know how we all love classic cocktails, yeah. right? But what if it twists. was different? Hmm. Let's. Uh, all right. If anybody can figure out what this... Which which classic this is a twist on? You will be helping me out. This one's called No Lychee, No Lighty. All right. Huh? What are we doing? And it contains... What's going on here? Vodka, lychee, and edible flowers for 10 pounds. They're very bad at describing their cocktails. These don't sound appetizing. The reviews are not particularly generous to them, <laughs> I will say. Uh, no lychee, no lighty. No. Lighty spelt L-I-G-H-T-Y, as though that is a word. No lychee, no, no lighty. No lighty. No lychee, no what lighty. What class no cocktail could lychee. this be a spin on? Are they no saying, lychee. are they people that say lychee, like Americans? No Does that make it make any more oh. sense? No lychee, no, no lychee, no no, I'm getting nothing. No is this racist somehow? <laughs> no, they say lychee in uh, the UK as well. Um, hmm. I'm going to assume racist. I think this might be yeah. a racist bad oh, cocktail. The, something on Google. Who says no likey, no lighty? Paddy McGuinness. Ah. Uh, oh. That sounds like oh. a made up British nonce. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Sounds not, not good. Uh, and finally, their centerpiece, of course, of the classics with a twist is the Porn Star Martini. Mm-hmm. This contains, I want you to like imagine, go to your mind palace and really imagine these, these flavors and substances stacking on top of each other and then entering your system. Passion fruit vodka, mango vodka, mm-hmm. vanilla vodka, oh, no. and champagne. I already know that that tastes bad. That's going to taste like battery acid. Mm. The, the, the reviews seem to describe the cocktails in two ways. Uh, either, great, and that's posted by an 18-year-old. <laughs> or it's an adult saying uh, the cocktails tasted very bad and suspiciously watered down. <laughs> Because you can, you can book yourself, uh, you can book yourself like, uh, you can have brunch there. Not sure how that really makes sense. You can have brunch there, uh, 
and you can get a ticket that comes with bottomless porn star martinis. Oh, and that's the one that tastes like battery acid. Yes, and you okay. can drink as many of those as you can stomach. And that's and according- got three types of vodka in it. Yes. Uh and according to somebody in the reviews, they were saying, yeah, like the the cocktails, which were not good, people were just like making them and just lining them up on the counter so you could just mm-hmm. order one and then grab one. Oh, I hate that. Which meant that A, this person said A, it meant that all of them were like room temperature. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and B, all of these drinks were just sitting there, not being watched by anyone. Uh, that's see. what you want, yeah. Before yeah. then being given to people in the menu. Which is very cool. Yeah, very cool. I, I don't think brunch is really fitting in with my mental model of this place, though, which is exclusively for um, bridesmaid and bachelor parties. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, bachelorette parties. Well, so I'm assuming they're all just sort of getting their, like they're lining up. They're getting all their shit. They're leaving it like un, unprotected on the booth that they've booked. Um, and then the parties are sort of meeting in the ball pit, for mm-hmm. um, you know maybe like apply whichever orgy scene you you wish i'm thinking either well society maybe but in a ball pit and you're yeah. getting fingered in that ball pit yeah oh 100%. you're yeah. getting fingered <laughs> in the ball pit <laughs> for sure yeah. um, you're going to the ball pit place for a hindu <laughs> you're getting fingered you're getting fingered <laughs> uh pull out your telescope and scan the horizon because you're about to set a course for digital <laughs> penetration <laughs> Better make it on a Tuesday because apparently they wash the balls on Monday. Now, Theo, what perfect time! Uh, what a perfect time for you to introduce the concept of the cleanliness of the balls and the, the venue. ball cleaning. Now they make a lot of jokes on the website about uh, their balls I can't imagine and how much fun their any... balls are and how how often they clean their balls. Oh, balls oh, I get are you. sparkling okay. clean. That's funny. Uh, uh, and they make a big point of we have a machine that the balls get run through and cleaned and everything and blah, blah, blah. The human body, the most beautiful <laughs> machine there is. <laughs> so, so like, I've, I've spent quite a while looking over the reviews for this place, right? So, let's get into the reviews. Uh, let's see here. Three stars out of five. Staff are so rude. From the bouncer to the woman sweeping the balls on the slope. Ruined the night for us. <laughs> uh, one star. Perfect place for kids, literally. The music was just shit. (laughs) Now, we start to notice a trend here on this next one. One star. Worst venue ever. The security guards are so disrespectful and have no manners. They look people up and down as if they're nothing. Their drinks are pricey and watered down. They play the same songs over and over. The ball pit smelt like vomit. I would not recommend this venue. Oh, it was probably just packaged parmesan, I think. I That's probably it. it. Yeah. For all of the uh, pizzas. They're Honestly, this there. place sounds like hell. Allison says, One star. Too many people in the ball pit. A lot of them are throwing balls at random people. The security guy literally has his back towards the ball pit, and nobody stopped them. I got hit in the eye, which really hurt. The balls were dirty <laughs> and badly maintained. It doesn't look like they clean them at all. Hmm. Not recommended. Wow. Oh, I got hit in the eye at the ball pit place with a ball. Well, and quite a few. Stupid t-shirt. Grow up. 
quite a few of the reviews were like, I went in the ball pit and there were just a bunch of uh, very drunk young guys yeah. whipping balls at people's faces yes. as hard as they could. Yes. Uh, yeah. Ignoring any request to stop doing it. And sure. so we had to leave. Yeah, what, the- what else would be at the ball pit place that sells martinis that you can just go up and grab off the bar? Yeah. Uh, following three-star review, the ball pit is very cute and Instagrammable, but what I could not get over was the putrid smell of vomit that seems to linger around the central bar area. Pre-packaged parmesan, almost certainly, yeah. Everyone in my party who went noticed and commented on it. It raised questions of how sanitary the place is and put us off returning. What are the questions? Hey, what what smells like puke here? <laughs> yeah, that's going to be What's the puke. What's with all the puke? What's with all this pre-packaged parmesan all over the floor? <laughs> Uh, one star from Taylor who says, I would go so far as to say the worst place I've been to. There was nowhere to sit, the drinks were disgusting, and it smelt like the ven- the whole venue smelt like off cheese. Oh. oh. <laughs> Not worth the money at all. The worst place I've been to. Do you, do you think he means like Evan? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm on the Instagram. Uh, like it is Instagramable. The ball pit's also quite well, shallow. It's like flat, yes. large, and shallow, and full of slags. Just, uh, quite a few reviews from people that were like, "We we got we got in the pit, but you can't have your drinks or anything in there." So we kind of we were in there for a minute, and then we were like, "I guess we'll get out of the pit." Okay, I will. It is extremely Instagrammable in that their own promotional photos do kind of make it look fun as hell. Like it actually looks kind of cool. It looks, the looks lighting, got colorful is- lighting, and. It's so the, all the balls are white, and then they have multicolored lights lighting them from underneath and on top, which actually looks quite dope. Um, but keeping in mind that it's full of, uh, at best, vomit and at worst, semen. Hmm. <laughs> probably- one, of the, one of the reviews was like, oh, yeah, like look nice and everything. And then you get in, and all of the balls are like kind of sticky, and there's like hair stuck to the. Oh, cool. Mm. <laughs> How about this one-star review? Far too busy. Lack of drinks. Having to queue for 30 minutes to get one. Was told there were no vegetarian pizzas left, so three of my party had nothing to eat. The rest of us had two pizzas between nine people, so everyone left starving. The bouncer was extremely rude and made a homophobic comment to one of my friends about looking, quote, bent. (laughs) Oh, come on now. I will definitely not be returning. Um, Yeah, no, that's probably a good, that's probably a wise move. Are you guys... Ro- um, Roman Roman leaves a one-star review. Didn't let me in because I were alone. <laughs> oh. Are you guys doing anything um, on Wednesday, June 1st? Why is that? Oh, maybe not. Well, because on Wednesday, June 1st, there's ball pit speed dating uh, at Bawley Ballison for ages yes. 21 to 35. Now we're 21 talking. to 30? Imagine being 34 in the Oh, ball that's pit. interesting. Actually, the description of the event says 21 to 35. Sorry, the name of the event, but the description says 21 to 30. Oh. So, if you are between 30 and 35, got to roll a dice on that one. So, we're all taking a risk if we head down there. <laughs> oh. Ugh, You're the taking crowd- <laughs> some kind of risk by going to <laughs> Bally Ballison, I think. This fucking sucks. Uh, 
The event takes place in the VIP area reserved exclusively for our speed dating event, blah, 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 blah. After each date, you choose whether you want to see that person again and the following day we'll publish matches, blah, 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 blah. After the event ends, it's time to go. And they put this in italics. Balls deep in the ball pits with your fellow daters. Yeah. Get in there and fuck them. <laughs> I think, um, yeah. No the, condoms the, allowed. The thing no that, litter in the ball pit. The thing that immediately made a lot of sense to me and I simply could not let go of was like, oh, that's right. You have this whole thing and it's inside a nightclub. And what are nightclubs like? They are covered in spilt drinks and yeah, vomit. Like they fucking mm. they they stink. Like when you go, when you go into any of those sorts of venues, you know, stepping into them at ten a.m. Uh, with with your regular nose on, it's no mm. good. I got a I got a much better idea and a much better business plan than this place. Um, I've just got to be assembling this during this segment. So, come to my house on Saturday night around seven p.m. and just get rat shit in my backyard. Mm-hmm. I'll charge you twenty bucks for the privilege, um, and then I'll I'll order you an Uber to Bounce McGregor, which is a trampoline place which has an enormous like <laughs> styrofoam pit that mm-hmm. you can just like fucking bounce off the trampoline and land in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're open until nine p.m. on Saturday nights, so you can get like a good hour of just being fucked up and like jumping into the trampoline pit and stuff until you know, or or until you're thrown out. Now, you might think that there are no intoxicated patrons at Bounce might be a problem, uh, but actually all of the staff there are 15 and you can just bully them. <laughs> yeah. yeah Sir, you can just I can't let you also. in because you're drunk. Go you fuck yourself. You can't even drive. You can do about yeah. it, Jaden. Yeah. You, so, you can sort of just like push them to the ground. <laughs> hey, Jaden, what if I slid you a cool $5 note to make this all go away? <laughs> oh, I could buy some sherbet. What if I told you the location of a torn-up picture magazine that's in the woods near here? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I did also see a a restaurant called London in the Sky, which, uh, you know, the food seemed fine, but the concept is that uh, you sit at a table and they haul the table up in the air on a crane. Oh, yeah. You sit no, up I've in seen the air? That. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, lunch on a crane, huh? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. all of the, every every promotional photo that they have of it is people taking a photo of themselves on their phone while they're eating. <laughs> Just like, no, I can't say that. I'm I'm too old. I can't say that. I cannot say... There are far too many venues now which exist solely for you to go there and take a photo in them. It's a yeah. bummer. Uh, there is a, there's like a certain type of person for whom that is very legitimately how they decide mm-hmm. what they're going to do. Which, you know what, as long as they're having fun, I don't mind. Just kidding. I wish That's they were true. dead. <laughs> you don't believe that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Who does it hurt? Me. It makes me slightly mad. And for that reason, they should die. <laughs> But it, but in all their promo material, they keep referring to eating food on a crane as a flight. Yeah, a we flight. How fast is, is the there crane a pilot? Moving. He calling yeah. himself a pilot up there? Well, 
Yes, I I think, Lucy, I think that they are co-opting a lot of plain language. They say, we offer a number of exciting flights from the classic breakfast, brunch, lunch and dinner through to afternoon tea, cocktails and regular one-off specials. Our chefs and hosts prepare and serve your meals in the sky, allowing you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the experience. That's very, you're on a plane. I lose my mind whenever I see these things because, like, how long are you sitting there and you can't go to the toilet? Oh, you got to be like, we're eating and drinking. (laughs) (laughs) I guess you could. That's uh, the below folks' problem. They they have you like full strapped into a gamer chair too. Like you you're fully you're fully like um, harnessed into a racing chair type thing. And then you have to be up there like I'm sorry, I need to go to the bathroom. Excuse me, Mr. Crane Pilot, I need to do a waz. (laughs) Can we do something about this? You just can you just get us over the Thames and I'll just I'll sort it out. Put me over the House of Lords and. uh, I'll take uh, care of this. And finally, I did find the restaurant uh, that will give Lucy the most upset tummy that she could possibly have. Go on. And that is uh, the Cheese Bar in Camden, where every menu item is laden with a generous helping of cheese. <laughs> Absolutely everything. Real 2016 is areas. Uh. uh so you can get cheese boards, obviously. You can get cheese plates. Are they bringing the fondues? Are we oh, taking you, it you back can get to fondue. You can, get, you can get charcuterie plates. You can get cheese puffs. You can get halloumi saganaki. You can get five cheese macaroni with Montgomery's Ogle Shield, Quick's Cheddar, Lincolnshire Poacher, Brew Valley Mozzarella, and Cornish Kern for only 9.8 pounds. Yeah. Which I believe is about 20,000 Australian dollars. <laughs> for a mac <laughs> and right. cheese. Yeah. Um, you can get grilled cheese sandwiches. You can get cheese to share. Uh, you can get sides which have cheese on them. <laughs> um, but what, what particularly tickled me about this, right, is that they have an offer for um, a bottomless raclette. Uh-huh. Right? Which is... Which is a thing where um, you have like uh, some some ham um, or salted beef or whatever, uh, potatoes and a couple of other things. And then they get like, picture if you will, a bisected wheel of cheese and they heat up the exposed side of the wheel of cheese until it's all like melty and caramelized or whatever and then scrape all of that off onto your plate over the top of the food yeah, yeah. so so you you get like ham and potatoes with a big lump of of melted cheese over the top of it and they have a thing where you can <laughs> that is for a set period of time, you get bottomless raclettes. So as much cheese and as I you want. And I cannot help thinking, how much melted cheese can anyone eat? You know? You ever had like mm. the baked brie and it's really easy to eat like an entire wheel of brie? Which is weird because if you're in your house and you were just like On snacking. Brie. And you, you noticed yourself eating an entire wheel of brie, you'd be like... What yeah. have I done? Yeah, but it's fucked up behavior. Heated if it's up. heated up, you're like, well, this is a meal. I'm eating a yeah, meal. It's just gone. It's different. I've also yeah. I've just looked at And then it's it's gone. Related to having <laughs> diarrhea. I found an FAQ on one of those Sky restaurant things and it says, What happens if you need to use the restroom? 
And it says, in most cases, we just ask guests to visit the restroom before their flight. Yes. Yeah, oh, cool. It says, otherwise, yeah. you ask where they are to the waiter and we go down. It's a bit less discreet because the whole table shifts to ground level. <laughs> I mean, it is very funny to do the, uh, excuse me, where are the bathroom? And the waiter says, there is one moment. <laughs> and then it's like, eh, that's so funny to be like, what happens if I need to use the bathroom? Go beforehand. It's like, what do you do if you've been shot? Avoid a situation where yeah. bullets are flying. Go back in time and step to the side. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm putting a little, a little picture of the, of the raclette in the chat yeah. for you guys so that you can kind of get a vibe. You know? Oh, have you not seen like every yeah, viral food every video, video was this. from no. like the last 20 this years? This was every no, video for seen. like three years. <laughs> What the fuck? That looks so fucked up. That is okay. That is awful looking ham with just like a deflated head crab. How much of a like sucked of all nutrition with just like topped with porous oil? Look, I I could eat it. I I wouldn't. I could and would. I could not. I could and would eat one of these, and then I'd like drink a coffee and then be like, "We have to go Mm. home now. We got to go home now." Uh, and th- but and this push me to the car, start driving. This pile of ingredients with a uh, enormous slab of melted cheese on top sets you back twenty pounds. You get a glass no, no, of house no. wine. That's not true. That's not true. Twenty pounds per person gets you ninety minutes of as many of them as you can eat. I don't need more of this meal. I need what is one pictured of that here meal. is as much as yeah. I need. Theo, are you telling me you don't need 90 minutes of bottomless ogle shield raclette <laughs> and dingly dell ham and corner <laughs> cornichons. I don't know what that is. Cornichons. Oh, I mean I, I love a cornichon. Cornichons are little baby pickles. They're little baby pickles. The tiny oh, little pickles. That sounds nice actually. Not for me. Yeah, you love them. You love a cornichon. Pickle. You're crazy about them. And a glass of house wine. Mm. One glass wine. of wine. You need more wines. You tight fucks. You need more than one for that much cheese. If I'm giving myself that much diarrhea, I may as well have a bottle yeah. of wine. That's a bottle of yeah. wine meal. Yeah. Uh, the the cheese bar also has a second venue called the Cheese Barge. Yeah. <laughs> Our newest Is it restaurant, a 96-foot double-decker vessel moored on the Regent's oh, okay. Canal. It is. <laughs> Sick. Our main dining room plays host to a seasonal cheese-focused menu, from a whole half kilo baked baron to slow braised <laughs> beef shin spelt risotto. Slow braised beef shin spelt risotto with fresh goat's curd. Do I get to choose which baron they roast? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! But honestly, who can't eat that much cheese? You know. But seriously, folks, no, we've had a lot of laughs. We laugh. yeah. But seriously, we make jokes. IBS is no joke, <laughs> folks. They should they should theme a restaurant around being good. Yep. Yeah, we yeah, just chose all of the things that are good to eat and we put it on a menu. What if just like uh, nice people uh, offer you a selection of beverages and foods uh, that sound quite nice? Yeah, and it's themed around dinner. Yeah. Sort of dinner foods, <laughs> if yeah. you will. Evening meals that you it's might a- eat at a dinner time. The theme is I am an adult at a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> That's... That's about it. I want to. I want to listen to uh, one of the Krungbin albums. I want to drink two glasses of a wine that I don't 
really know yeah. anything about the style of, but confidently ordered to try and make myself sound good. I want to pay $25 to $35 if it's a, like, make a special occasion thing. Yeah. Maybe 30 And then, And then, you, in return, you bring me some good food. Yeah. Hello, it's me, Ben, uh, from this podcast. Merriam-Webster defines a podcast as a program made available in digital format for automatic download over the internet, and that simply could not be more true. If you like what we do and want more of this podcast made available to you in digital format for automatic download over the internet, simply go to patreon.com slash Bonavista and hit the enormous red button that says subscribe. For five US dollars a month, you get access to our weekly bonus episodes, our entire archive of bonus episodes, our exclusive Discord server, and an RSS feed of both bonus episodes and free episodes that doesn't have these ads in them. That sweet, sweet subscriber cash allows me to do this show full-time without having to get a real job, and frankly, that whips to me. The other guys also get some money or whatever, but I don't really care. Anyway, check that out if it sounds good to you. Love you. Folks, I tell you. There is nothing more natural than spending 90 minutes eating as much cheese as you can and then having violent diarrhea. And of course... That's what the Crowded House song is about. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, And this is the point at which we check in on other natural events in the world of nature. It's Nature Corner. That's how I should say it for this one, you know? Mm. This is uh, from press agency UPI. Wildlife groups warn of drunk deer in France. Wildlife experts in the Normandy region of France are warning members of the public to beware of an unusual problem. Drunk deer running amok! Now that is unusual. (laughs) That's strange, yeah. Certainly outside of my experience. (laughs) Yeah. The 30 Million Friends Foundation. No need to brag. <laughs> okay, calm down, pal. <laughs> Name what 10. Is... Yeah. <laughs> Name 10 of them. It's like a person on Facebook in 2009, you know. <laughs> Got him. Get him, <laughs> The 30 Million Friends Foundation, a French animal rescue group, said deer in Normandy have been known to overindulge this time of year on spring buds that are loaded with sugar that I ferments. I see it's blaming the deer now. Mm. In the animal stomach, (laughs) making them drunk in the same way as if they had consumed alcohol. That's one of my favorite drunks that there is. (laughs) As if you had, I, oh, I'm drunk now, as if I had consumed alcohol. That's how I'm going to describe it from now on. (laughs) Holding half of a beer. (laughs) Yeah, I've got a, I've got brewer's syndrome. It's kind of like auto brewer's syndrome, except I've got to put the alcohol in me. (laughs) External brewery syndrome. <laughs> now I, uh, I, I'm not sure, but I think this name might be French. Association pour la protection des animaux sauvages. That could mean anything. That could mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> or Aspis. 
warned hikers and drivers to beware of potential encounters with intoxicated deer. So you say their name is Arspiss? <laughs> Arspiss. That was what I said, yes. That's what my name always is on the, on the me. <laughs> after, after I've had 90 minutes of unlimited racklets. <laughs> ooh, they call me Arspiss. But those potential encounters as well, they could be anything. <laughs> they could start yelling at you while you're driving. Nice hat, they might <laughs> shout at you. Who knows? They could say anything. The group warned members of the public to keep a safe distance from any deer that appear to be acting strangely. So Pulling not even a deer off. that is yeah. not even a deer that's acting strangely. It only needs the appearance of, of strangeness. Calling you, you know? slurs, etc. Yeah. Not strange, they're French. <laughs> <laughs> if you see if you see a deer and the deer just cannot get its key into its car door. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, buddy. Hey, come on now. Just stay here. Come on. Come on. Firefighters in... Where? Rescued a deer, May 3rd. <laughs> <laughs> Rescued a deer, Flour, May 3rd. water, and butter. That <laughs> <laughs> fell into the Seine River while apparently intoxicated. And rescuers were recently called to rescue a deer in Vernon that was found in an intoxicated state in a garden near the town centre. Yeah. That's no joke. I mean, that's how Jeff Buckley died. <laughs> After a heady meal of spring fermented buds. <laughs> Jeff, mate, you got to slow mate. down on those spring buds. Fuck off. Fuck off. Got a great idea yeah. for a new album. Everyone's going to love it. I what can handle that? them. I'm not currently drunk. So it's what? called Sketches for My Sweetheart, That Bitch. <laughs> Sketches for My Sweetheart, The Deer That Ate Too Many Spring Buds and Later Became The Drunk. I believe that's that's the one. Full title, yeah. Was that your question, Ben? No, my question was the the song that he was singing as he went under the water. Um, Oh. I think it was um, Coconut Song by Harry Nilsson. I thought it was a Queen song, but I think I get this wrong every time I try and recollect it. Sorry, are we talking? Is this a real thing? Is this real? Uh, No, sorry. He was singing the chorus of Whole Lot of Love by Led Zeppelin. As he hopped in the notoriously gentle... Mississippi. Is that what happened? That is correct. He was in a slack water channel of the Mississippi River singing the chorus of Whole Lot of Love by Led Zeppelin. That was his first mistake. Mm. Pretty big one. If was we're that? keeping yeah, it real. You only get one. Yeah. That was yep. the one time Jeff Buckley ever made a mistake. Uh, Jeff Buckley, you fucked up. Play the you fucked up theme. <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, I mean, Jeff Buckley fucked up that one singular time, but there are people out there in the world and all over the world's roads fucking up all the time. Let's check in on them on The Tipping Report. I'm itching for another edition of The Tipping Report. Hong Kong. Hong Kong, indeed, Andrew. This is the <laughs> segment where we talk about trucks that have tipped over on the highway and spilled their loads all over the place. Oh, that's hot. 60 mm-hmm. litres of hydrochloric acid on James Roos Drive in Sydney. <laughs> that's, that's a big whoopsie-daisy, isn't it? <laughs> yep. How long was it on his drive for before the drive <laughs> ceased to exist? <laughs> Well, apparently they were quite worried about what it was doing to the uh, the road surface there. Uh, a truckload of beetroot on Interstate 90 near Thompson, North Dakota. Truckload of what? Hmm. Beetroot. 
Uh, it's going to leave a stain. Yeah. Hard to I get out. Would. Yeah, you really want to get that road in a, in some suds as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah, and you want that road to remember that it had a spill of beetroots the night before because otherwise oh, yeah. when it takes a piss the next day, it's going to think that it's got some sort of kidney issues. Uh, hundreds of paving stones on Interstate 4 in Orlando, Florida. Free paving stones. <laughs> Just leave that there. Done. It's free. <laughs> That's a free road, baby. <laughs> Uh, 19 tons of wood on Interstate 85 in Cabarrus County, North Carolina. <laughs> That's a lot That's so of wood. wood. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole lot of wood. Yeah. A truck full of wet cement on Interstate 10 near Katy, Texas. Not for long. Free road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when the, when the crew arrives to clean it. Oh, you said there was wet cement. <laughs> yeah, we have to go to the wrong place. There's just a road here. There's just a road here. Wrong all the, all the wrong equipment. Uh, and finally uh, 20 tons of Vizzy brand hard seltzer On Baseline Boulevard in Jasper County, Missouri What's Vizzy brand hard seltzer? That's free hard seltzer We are curious about this We're two for two on hard seltzer spills uh, For this in the last How much is 20 um, tons of hard seltzer? Well, that's 20,000 litres of hard seltzer Oh, they have a, uh, a passion fruit watermelon hard seltzer. They've got a peach lemonade. I'd drink it. That yeah. sounds nice. So, um, we, we got a letter this week mm. that came in piping hot to the Bonta Vista mailbag. Hey, why don't we play that theme? That's the Ponta Vista Hotline. 1-800-317-515. That's the Ponta Vista Hotline. You can send us an email. Mailbag at PontaVista.com. Maybe DM us on Twitter. You could even message Facebook. But we don't really check the Facebook. Yeah. 1-800-317-515. That's the Ponta Vista Hotline. We received a letter to mailbag at pointavista.com about the tipping report. Uh, And I was fascinated by this the other night. So I'm going to share it with you, our beautiful listeners. Hi, gang. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. Can't believe this is the first email this person ever sent. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be gentle. I was listening to episode 246 while on the underground, and my ears were burning when you started the tipping report. I was reminded of a few weeks ago when my father texted our family WhatsApp group to say he had been stuck in traffic for one hour on the way to a meeting due to a blockage on the road. I replied as any diligent son would, telling him, oh no, before assuming he'd get out soon and get on with my day. It wasn't until 5pm that he messaged the chat again saying he was still there. He had so far been on the motorway static for six hours. He he then told us it was because of a huge vegetable oil spillage and it all had to be cleaned up before they could move. I asked him if he could turn around but he said he was too close to the front of the queue and they were turning back people who tried. At no point was any water, food or assistance offered. Nearly three hours later, the oil was cleared up enough to reopen the road, 
And he finally got moving at 7.30pm and arrived back to my parents' house at 9.10pm. Did they delay the meeting or they just (laughs) call it off? You probably could have, like, dialed Mm. in if you're just sitting in the car. Overall, he spent about eight hours static in the car. I myself cannot drive, and thankfully so, because if this happened to me, I think I would have lost my patience and entered a The Terror-style madness about an hour Mm. in. I've never had a good reason for not yet learning, but as far as I know, there has never been a train that got stuck for eight hours due to something being spilled, although I would be happy to be proved otherwise on the segment. I feel like that could be wrong. Yeah. (laughs) And they got to stop every time someone tops themselves Mm. on the Mm -hmm. line, and that seems to be... Yes. Very, it's very frequent. It is, yes. We we did that. Um, taking a train in like near Munich, and it was the fucking coldest I've ever been in my entire life. Um, and we just stopped, and everyone got out of the train. No one told us what was going on. They just said, "I'd, I'd be stand over here." And <laughs> then, like an hour later, a bus arrived to take us to the next train station. Sort of just skipping where the person's completely burst body sack has been left or whatever. And then we hopped on a new train along our way. Got where you were going. Yeah. Can I just say, Theo, that that is the best voice and character work you have ever done on this Mm, podcast. That was nice. (laughs) Felt like I was there. Quiet. Quiet, officious German person. Oof. You nailed it. I'm not being sarcastic. I'm I'm being very sincere. That was beautiful. That... I was showing little but telling much. (laughs) The letter continues. Anyway, this is why I was anxiously anticipating you mentioning the vegetable oil spill on the M25 in the episode. Although my father will never hear this, nor does he really understand what the podcasts I listen to are for, (laughs) it still brightened my day to hear that his ordeal provided some entertainment to Tipping Report fans around the globe. You know, it's, it's sometimes so easy to forget that, you know, for us, it's just a single dot point in a Google document. In a tipping report. But for some mm. people, it's nine it's hours life. of their day. <laughs> That's real life. The human yeah. impact of these stories. You should have is, just driven over it. You just got to be brave. You you could have done a six-geared through yeah. it and kept going to Shropland Sh- one car at a time. That, yeah. Do yeah. How, like... Defensive driving. Like, how, how windy is the road ahead? Because if it's straight, you, you're, you're fine. Just got to line it up. Hold the wheel. Mm. The road yeah. is long, with many a winding turn. You know. What the anyway, fuck is that? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> You're saying it's a song. Yeah, well, heavy. He's my all brother. Right. Yeah. Okay. Love the show and best wishes to all of you. Cheers, Jamie. Well, you, Jamie. Jamie, I for one would like to say that uh, if it gave us some content, I would gladly have your father stranded for nine <laughs> hours a day. Yeah, I'll do it again. Every Three day. Three minutes of joy on a podcast that some people listen <laughs> to. If, if imprisoning your father in a small box gets us even a single polite <laughs> chuckle. We've done our job. I do. I, do it. It is, it is genuinely wild to me. Like, I know that it's, uh, it's always funny to us when people write in from around the globe and we go, huh. People listen to this thing, huh? Yeah. But uh, but it's it's it was just fascinating to me to read something as incredibly abstracted as there was a giant vegetable oil spill on the M25. Well, I thought of and you. Someone who listens to this show, right? <laughs> yeah. I thought and of say, you when I saw that. 
oh, my dad was stuck in that. <laughs> Very and funny. if you've ever had your dad stuck in something that we've spoken about, yep. please let us know. Write in to mailbag at buntafusta.com. Yep. And I'm not talking about your mom. Just tell us what your dad's been stuck in. If your dad's been stuck in something, write in. So, uh, we have some other submissions to the mailbag this week. This comes to us from a listener who has chosen to remain anonymous for reasons of Dutchness. Mm, No, they're not Dutch. They're not Dutch, no. It'll become clear. It'll become clear. Someone I know just moved to the Netherlands for work and told me that when you rent an apartment in the Netherlands, you have to install your own floors (laughs) and they expect you to take them with you when you move. No, they don't. I told my girlfriend who couldn't believe it, but she looked it up and it's true. When you rent a flat in the Netherlands, a lot of the time they'll just rent you a place with bare concrete floors and you have to buy your own flooring from Ikea. Now, I don't think they legally mandate that you have to go to Ikea necessarily. I think they do. You can negotiate with the next tenant to see if they want to buy the floors from you when you move. Deeply upsetting stuff. Isn't like you can't just take a floor from place to place, right? These are are like... They're modular timber, modular timber floors that you're putting down on top like of a concrete uh, floor? your bare concrete floors. Yeah, I mean, I do think that most floors are relatively bespoke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In in shape, size, and location. I've never had a great. Yeah, actually, floor. Um, I got this floor designed to fit exactly in the footprint of my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> so you um, did you do a little investigation into this, Ben? I did, yeah. So, I mean, I I think I might have done um, exactly the same level of investigation that this lovely person did when they had this conversation with their girlfriend. But uh, uh, I found a Reddit thread about this on R Netherlands, um, where someone was asking, hey, what's the go with this? Is this real? Uh, A Reddit user called Pandora's Penguin, so random, uh, (laughs) said... Most apartments meant for long-term renting come without flooring, but usually can agree with the current tenant to keep the floor in, often in exchange for money. Uh, another user, uh, I believe this is pronounced Clixor, C-L-1-X-O-R. Sure. I think it's pronounced Kluansor. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> Klonixor. Uh says, it's even weirder, I had to remove my expensive wooden floor in my last apartment while the corporation was planning to only rent it for max a year to some student who probably would have loved a nice free floor. But yeah, regulations are regulations. free floor? All a free floor is so free. funny. Every floor should be <laughs> free. Is the floor free? Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, does the floor come with the apartment? Ooh. No. No. <laughs> It's actually uh, my dear friend of the show, my friend and boss, Beck, uh, has told me uh, several times now that it is the norm in Canada for the fridge to come with rentals. Yeah, that's like, I found that a lot in America, like a fridge and a microwave. I think that's yeah, great. Like Why do goods. I have to buy white a fucking goods come fridge? With the place. What's, what's the show? Uh, what's the American show? Um, I think they have like Euro versions and stuff too, where people are like house hunting. Oh. House Hunters. Is it that called House like Hunters? That sounds like a show. Yeah. yeah I that's just, House Hunters. I, I saw like a little bit of an episode of House Hunters recently. And there were multiple things about it that were absolutely doing my head in. Uh, first one was the concept of going to a real estate agent and saying, why don't you go and do a bunch of legwork for me? And them saying, sure. Yeah. 
like like to an Australian, that is fucking insane. Yeah. Because for us, what we do is you go to a real estate agent and you say, I would like to rent uh, this apartment. And they say, why don't you give me a truckload of money and do all this fucking paperwork? And then I'll say no. At because the there was 50 yeah. and other people you, that applied for it. You have to use our weird proprietary uh, rental application yep. website where you have to enter everything four yeah. times. Yeah. And even in the case of like buying places here, let alone renting... Uh, you you basically have to like front up and say, oh, I would love to give the owners 20% more than they're asking for. Instead, these people go to a real estate agent and they say, I want a house by the lake and it has to have a hot tub and you have to be able to see the lake and like they list off all these fucking requirements and this person goes out and finds them all these places. But the thing that I think for me is the most weird is having these people go into these houses that have furniture in them and the husband of this couple just kept going does it come with all the furniture and they're like uh no that belongs to the person who lives here and he's like "Ooh, fuck that yeah it's a red, like, red strike they should leave it all here for me yeah yeah like i i get that some of the appliances come with the house like your oven you know mm. things like that your oven and your stove top and everything but just the way that this this dude was just walking into a house with a whole bunch of dog shit furniture in it, and he's like, "Can I, can have, I have the furniture?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, you can have you can have this gingham couch." And he's like, "Yes, <laughs> that's great." This deal's mindset. Out of the deal's deal. Mindset. Yeah, forty year old man in a polo shirt and cargo shorts going, "Yes, furniture I've never seen before." Have you moved a couch though? It's, it's not worth it. Hey, is that a is that a Fender Strat? <laughs> Does that come with this place? Does it come with oh, the it's house? a squire. I'll take it. <laughs> but like, I, am, am I strangely particular that I would like to pick my own furniture? Yeah, no, 90% of couches are fucked up. Yeah. So weird. <laughs> 99%. If you go on Gumtree and you search for a couch, you will see a cavalcade of the most hideous pieces of That's furniture great. you've ever I've seen in your life. I've never bought a new couch. All I've known is really Why fucked would you up buy a new couch that mm. are from a marketplace yeah. or for free. Well, we we was we were super lucky, and we got one for half price, oh, and that was the only time is, that we would ever fucking buy a new couch. It's so nice. Your couch is like we the look, comfiest thing that I've ever we, fucking been on okay, in my life. So we looked for so long to get a good couch, right? And you got to sit in every one, and you know straight away when you sit in. It's like like putting a shoe on, right? If there's any <coughs> any doubt, if you go, oh, it's like, nope, yeah. nope, nope, no, yeah, yeah, get up, walk away, yeah. walk yeah. away. You want a couch first and foremost that is. Nice, nice to sit on. Yeah, and yeah, can't be too we soft. Were, can't be too soft on my back will hurt. Yeah, yeah. We got it for half price. Otherwise, it would have been eye-wateringly expensive. And it is super fucked up to pay like five grand for a couch that sucks. Yeah, we a um, mugs game. We very recently, because my parents um, moved house to a smaller house, and so it meant that there was a whole bunch of furniture and stuff that they could not fit in their smaller house. And we got a, like, modular sectional couch from them that they have had for, I don't know, I want to say at least 10 years. And it's still so much nicer than any couch we've ever had, you know? Mm. Um, but it works well for us as well, because, like, we got kids and shit. It's scotch-guarded. Mm. My, friend, uh, my friend was freaking out the other day when he came around, and I spilt something on the couch and then I just got a cloth and went eh, and then it was gone as if by I magic. Have, 
never understood and still don't. No. Uh, never understood what Scotchgard is. Me either. Uh, I th- I think it's just like a type of sort of waterproofing layer kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, that you can apply to fabrics and such. And like keep you- Scotsmen away. You can scotch guard. I, I think you can scotch guard like clothes and uh, various fabrics. Clothes. I need and to shoes. scotch scotch guard my damn child. What with all the ruckuses he's causing, etc. Oh, so yeah. many r- yeah. ruckuses or ruckai. If ruckai. You will. It probably seems like you would need to scotch guard the things that he interacts with because the simpler to do the child. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like okay. cattle dip. Then it's on, it's just once. It's just once. Yeah. Just once, yeah. like a vaccine and we're sorted. <laughs> you simply need one of those things that like, yeah, set up a cattle dip, just a depression yeah. in the floor that you and Caitlin could step over, but Finn's little legs can't, so he has to dip himself in the scotch guard and come oh, back out. He's so, he's so beautiful. How old is he? Oh, I don't know, about 20 months. Oh, have you had him dipped yet? <laughs> has he been dipped? Oh, you're not getting him dipped? dipped? <laughs> you uh, you actually can't take him into New South Wales if he hasn't been dipped yet. <laughs> Talking about it like they're, uh, you know, like a, a weird <laughs> new age family. Oh, they're, they're dipless. They don't dip their kids. Over yeah, they're not dippers. <laughs> so I, I went and got some, some um, bloods done the other day because um, I, I thought I was getting old, but I went to the doctor and she's like, you're not getting old. Yeah. Like, awesome. You are a Benjamin man Bunny. in your 30s. Go home. Anyway. Hey, have you I'll, not been to the beach recently? I'll give you... <laughs> You look like you've never been to the Most beach. Ninety-nine percent of beaches are fine. <laughs> I'm just saying, ninety-nine percent. Um, anyway, so I was looking at the fucking at the referral form, and um, to like work out whether I need to make an appointment or whatever. Or, no, I was on site, um, on the site, looking at the different kinds of tests and whether you need to t- make an appointment. And they still do the fucking scotch tape on the kid's asshole and looking for um for worm eggs tests. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, seriously, seriously, go to the pathology site and look for, like, a worm tape test. And so the theory is you get your child who's acting out um, for no reason and you go, maybe this fucking kid's got worms, and you take a bit of scotch tape and you press it to the child's asshole, you pull it off, and then you submit that piece of scotch tape to the pathology department. You want my, you you my kid's butt tape? And they tell you whether or not your child's got worms. And I just think, why did you just fucking buy a worming tablet? Mm. <laughs> this is a real pathology. Oh. <laughs> oh, this is, this was, um, this is SNP. Um, Sullivan Nicolades pathology for those of you who don't live in Queensland. I oh, have man. had, I have had described to me the method that <laughs> was used for detecting worms. They'll, they'll come out at nighttime while you're asleep. Yes. Yeah. And so my parents would be like, oh, you just sneak in there while your kids are asleep with a torch and you have a little look at their butthole and there's a bunch of worms going. Andrew, would you believe this is not the first time you've described this process on the podcast? Yeah. All right. I don't remember it. You should tell your kids before you do that. So before Andrew if you wake up and I'm shining a torch into your butthole. Don't worry about it. Don't be scared about it. It's for it's for health. I'm um, I'm with you, Theo. Uh, if there is if one of the kids is like, boy, I've had an itchy butthole for several days. We're like, cool. Everybody have a worm. Yeah. Tablet. What's the worst you're gonna <laughs> yeah. have? It's fucking non fatal. It's fine. Yeah. Even Dad's having one while you're slipping yourself with that accent. Absolutely, hundred percent. It's, <laughs> it's chocolate flavored. It's a little bonus. I wish. I, I no, think we, we need don't. To address we don't get any... the chocolate flavored ones. It's bullshit. <laughs> we, 
The we kids need get to the chocolate ones. Any we misinformation for Andrew describing the process. <laughs> so I have just quickly Googled SNP tape test. Or tape mm-hmm. worm test. Here we go. Sticky tape test for pinworm. Uh, collection notes. During the night, pinworms deposit their eggs in the area around your anus. In this test, you will use a cellulose tape slide, like the one illustrated below, to, to collect a sample that will be examined for the presence of pinworm eggs. You must perform this test directly after you or the person who you are administering the test to. Mm-hmm. Uh, wake in the morning and you must not shower or wipe your <laughs> anal region before you perform oh. the test. Dirty buttholes only. If you've got a clean <laughs> hole, you've got to wait another day. Oh, uh, Don't clean that butthole before you don't clean it. jam some tape onto it. Yeah. God damn. I hate to pull the curtain back. Um, <laughs> You're doing going it. going to. Thanks. Thanks, T-Bird. Usually, if we uh, run over time on this podcast, I tend to sort of find something in the episode to have um, uh, to take out to bring us back to about sixty mm. minutes. Yeah, um, and we did a pretty normal episode up to about the the fifty nine minute mark, uh, <laughs> which is you know once you add in the theme songs, brings us to sixty minutes. We spent the last. Eight and a half minutes on butthole Just end it worms. here then. Leave it yeah. in. Leave it in. Don't cut, it. Don't cut it. I'm not quite finished. Don't cut it. Leave it in. So, leave so it in. yeah, we'll see what happens. Is it, That's all I'm saying. It's Don't, just, you okay. know. Come on. People, yeah. Yeah. people come, come know on. what podcast they're listening come to. On. And plus, this is they the might be- episode. This is a free episode. Just they might be interested. FYI. Um, you should wear, not a must, you should wear surgical gloves during this test. Only if you want to. Um, please do not use opaque sticky tape or wrap multiple layers of tape around the slide as both are unsuitable. Unsuited suitable for microscopy uh so and then they've got some images there they've got like a nice little um looks like a paddle pop the a sticky paddle pop that you put uh in your in your bum oh no you loop this okay so it's like a it's like a band-aid sort of strip with sticky tape on it and you stick it to a tongue depressor fuck uh and then all right, Ben, cut it. <laughs> oh, that's just cut it off. Just cut it off. Step yeah, don't five. even play the theme song. <laughs> press, <laughs> press the Bring gun. the theme in. Bring <laughs> the theme in. I've, I've sent an <laughs> image from the SMP. <laughs>